the search for identity, that which uh, suits best to this uh, real self that you're discovering. If you know yourself well enough, then you discover what you are best suited for, and then that is what makes you happiest, too. Self-actualization uh, means the making real of the inner self, and that means what you love, what you're interested in, what excites you, what fascinates you, and that is the cause outside yourself, which paradoxically then becomes a defining characteristic of the self. Welcome to the Maslow Peak Podcast, presented by Spring State Media Group. I'm your host, Brett Griffin, and our guest today is Brett Michael from Oxford Pennant. Oxford designs and manufactures vintage-style pennants and flags inspired by American sports traditions. I'm a lifelong sports aesthetics fan, so once I became aware of Oxford's work, I reached out to Brett to see if he'd be interested in on coming on the show, and he said yes. They've worked with some big names, including one of my favorite brands, New Era, along with Adidas, Wilco, and Fish, and more. Oxford Pennant can be found on the web at OxfordPennant.com. Brett spells his name with two T's, so he's clearly a deviant person, and you should take everything that follows with a grain of salt. I kid. I have a funny I, story about that. I kid. Just because he spells his own name wrong, we won't hold that against him. So, uh, Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Brett. Yeah, I, I have a very I have a story about Brett with one T's, too. Okay. Now, all my life I've been hearing it. It's uh, My name is Brett Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. So the most common is B-R-E-T-T-G-R-I-F-F-E-N. That's the number uh, one. Sure. Uh, I was headbutted in a bar by a Brett with one T because, <laughs> <laughs> because I told him he's a fake Brett. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's a story. We do have some <laughs> hostility between us, but, uh, I, it's never come to headbutting for me. So, oh, uh, I feel like we're all on the same team. It, we're, we're clearly in the minority, uh, the one T Bretts. So um, yep. there's, if there ever was a rumble, we would, we would probably lose. So <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> So anyway, tell us a little bit about Oxford. So uh, at Oxford, as you said, we, we design and manufacture felt pennants, felt banners, and flags. We are definitely inspired by vintage sports and souvenir pennants that you'd find at an estate sale or a flea market, or obviously when you bought them new, they were at uh, a tourist trap, things like that. Mm-hmm. So we try and keep that aesthetic alive, but also um, you know work with not only when I design things, but other designers that we find on Instagram or in the real world um, that kind of give their own flair to, you know, the, the medium. Mm-hmm. And you guys have worked with some cool people. You worked with uh, Brave the Woods and Artists for Education. I just got my Artists for Education pin in the other day. It looks great. Awesome. Um, and I think you guys know JP Boneyard, who was just on the show. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, you guys do some cool work. And I, yeah, I love that old time look. You know, I love all those seventies pullover V-neck baseball jerseys. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys definitely yeah. have that aesthetic nailed. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I always collected old things or kind of sought things like that out, especially at estate sales. I would check the photos beforehand. And so I would know exactly mm-hmm. kind of what room I'd have to go to, to get the old sports stuff or the old souvenir stuff. But I mean, even before we thought about you know, making a company like this, that was a passion of mine. Yeah. I'm a SF Giants fan and I love coming across uh, old New York Giants stuff. Like I love yeah. all the old polo ground stuff and anything yeah. like that, that I can find, I try to get my hands on. 
Yeah, we worked with uh, a cool company out of San Francisco called Telesin, a denim company. Um, and they took that kind of, uh, you know, aesthetic and even though, you know, they make jeans and denim jackets and stuff, they wanted to have the old school giants look to it. So obviously the colors and whatnot, but yeah, it, it's, it's been nice to translate that traditional look to different companies, bands, stores, whatever it might be. I remember talking with a few buddies who I know are big sports fans and regular readers of ESPN.com and asking them if they'd seen the latest UniWatch blog. And uh, yeah. they, they had no idea what I was talking about. And once I explained it, they thought I was mm-hmm. weird. It's like, no, guys, this is awesome. Like, I, I love design. I love fonts. I mean, this is right up my wheelhouse. And, These yeah. are my people, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There are <laughs> yeah. other people out here that care about this junk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. So <clears throat> what's kind of your background? How do you originally get into this? So my background started off with, and I, I've noticed this is a common thread between some of the people you've interviewed, is with like the punk rock scene and the music scene. Um, doing band t-shirts, band uh, cover art, uh, posters, that kind of stuff. Just kind of the quick and dirty version of it. Like, you know, I'm sure it started off with like some crappy word art or something like back in the day. And (laughs) then, you know, once I actually figured out what I was doing, then it kind of evolved from there. But so from the band stuff, I would move into if my friends are, you know, we're starting a company or a business or a fashion line, I'd kind of be the go-to of, you know, to do the print design of it okay. and then outsource the printing of it. And then it, 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 it's just evolved into product design. So this is, uh, the longest standing, I'd say products, these the pennants and, and flags and banners, but you know, it, it all started off just as similar as everybody else, just, uh, you know, trying to figure it out as you go along. And I, I did go to college for design too, but I didn't necessarily have a, a thing in mind that I wanted to do with it. Just, um, you know, that I knew what I liked. And when you got out of college, did you go right into working for a design firm or an advertising agency or did you go freelance or did you go right into this? So I did right after college, I was, I was already working at, um, a store here in Buffalo, um, that did, they sold a lot of stuff, but typically it was a lot of fashion based. Um, so they, they hired me to create a new clothing line that they could you know, own in-house. So it wasn't, you know, they didn't have to buy other brands. They could, they could start forming their own brands in the house. So after college, that's, that's kind of what I was doing. It was just like t-shirt designs, sweatshirt designs, things like that. And after that, I, uh, when I left there, I freelanced for a few years until, uh, Dave and I met. Okay. And Dave's your partner. Dave is my business partner here at Oxford. Yeah. So we, uh, we met, it wasn't that long ago. It was only about three and a half years ago when I, I decided to take a break from freelancing. And, um, I had known a company here in town that was, you could travel and it was, it was pretty much a sales job. And I wanted something different than just design. I wanted to kind of not sit at a computer and be in my, inside my own head all day. So I wanted to like get out and meet people. And, and I had met Dave through this and Dave's a, you know, he's got a way with words. So, uh, he kind of fed me to the wolves with this interview. So <laughs> but he, uh, thanks. Dave. Yeah, he, yeah. Right. He, um, so meeting him though, he was training me for the job. So after I had left, that was just a temporary thing. So after I left that job, we, we started Oxford pretty soon after. So it was the, it was holiday season of 2013. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's been a little over three years, but, um, yeah, ever since that, that sales job, I've kind of been freelancing a bit, but then doing Oxford full-time for the most part. Was there a specific moment or instance that you realized, 
all this old weird sports stuff that I like that everyone else thinks is weird. I could do this. I could make this stuff. You know, this could be my career. Was there a moment that you kind of realized that? I'm still figuring that out day to day, like with, uh, if it's a particular project or a client work that they reference, whether it's a certain thing that they find on Google or, um, you know, a thing that they've collected. And they're like, we really like the look of this. Can you recreate it or can you make something in the vein of this? And then I look around my office and I see like, you know, the old stuff that I've collected or old books. I'm like, Oh well, shit, I can just like, you know, use this as inspiration. Everything that I've collected over the years mm-hmm. translates directly to what I'm designing now. Yeah. Um, so I'm still having those aha moments a lot or, or when, you know, when I go back to my apartment and I see something on the wall that I've had, you know, since I was like 16 or 17, I'm just like, that's why I designed, the, you know, whatever it might be last week or today. I'm like, cause I've, I've been looking at this old poster for forever. <laughs> Every day for just, 10 years. It, yeah. It just kind of seeps into your brain. You know? its way in. Yeah, exactly. What's behind the Oxford name? So, um, originally we were going to be calling the company city pennant because, um, obviously that's a lot of what you see on pennants is a city name or a place name. Um, and it just didn't, it, it didn't sound cool. It didn't sound right. Um, and thank you. Yeah. I'm (laughs) glad we, I'm glad we, I'm glad we uh, vetoed that right away. But, uh, my business partner, Dave, his dog, his dog's name is Oxford. And so it wasn't necessarily like we went to Oxford or we, yeah, we yeah. anything like that. It was, I feel like that's a typical story too. Like, Oh, it's, it's his dog's name. So we named the company after the dog. The dog wasn't named after the company, which is Got an it? important fact when yes. you're, meeting, when you're meeting the dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's um, I've heard that a couple different times. I know the, there's a chicken place. I don't know if you guys have them in Buffalo, but it's called uh, raising canes. And I know uh, we don't have it, but yes, I know yeah. the dog's name is Kane, and that's that's kind of how that all mm-hmm. came together. Yeah. Do you remember one of the first sports items that you owned? One of the first sports items that I owned. Um, I don't know if it's it was if it was one of the first, but it's definitely one of the most memorable. But I had a, and I think it's still at my parents' house. It's a half zip starter pullover jacket, okay, uh, turquoise green with the Seattle Mariners logo on it. I was a huge, huge Mariners fan, um, growing up and I, I still follow them, you know, on sports center. I, when I check the scores and stuff, but, uh, this, this zip up, it had like a brass starter zipper on it. And it was like, it was very nineties. It was right. like, of course, a bright turquoise. And <laughs> of course. And, yeah. Um, those are coming back. So that, oh yeah. I, well, thank God. I don't know if I'll still fit in it, but <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah. I, I know it's still around, but it's definitely, it doesn't have that. It's not vintage per se. It's more so whatever throwback or whatever. Cause it, it's probably from yeah the late nineties, right? That, that being one of the, you know, I always, anything with the Mariners on it, I definitely cherished. Yeah. I remember. So I grew up a giants fan, but then our local station lost the affiliate. So they weren't on TV anymore. And so um, then one summer I was a white Sox fan because they were always on WGN. Mm-hmm. And, so I was, and I was home, so I was like, all right, I'll watch this. So yeah. I became a White Sox fan, and then my parents took me to Oakland to see the A's and the White Sox there. Yeah, And that's uh, one of the first times I went to a stadium where I was old enough to like really know what was going on. And I remember going into the team store and just being blown away by by everything. And the I, stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think I, got a, uh, I think I got a Bugs Bunny White Sox like enamel pin. Yeah. Which enamel pins have totally come back, which is awesome. But, mm-hmm. um, that yeah. was back in the day where, where sports uh, like NFL, MLB, they would like, yeah, they would collab with other big entities like, yeah, like Looney Tunes or yeah. WB or whatever it might be. And 
or you see, you got like a Tasmanian devil t-shirt with a Buffalo Bills logo on right, it or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I love the, uh, but I love the bright color. I love the, like the A's, like the bright green versus the pirates and the bright yellow and the Expos, mm-hmm. baby blue, uh, you know, the Expos yeah. stuff. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's all awesome. So what's a basic day like for you? So a basic day is waking up in beautiful Buffalo, New York. And I say that half jokingly. It as is, long as it's between <laughs> April and October. Yeah. <laughs> you know, today, today the sun's out. So, uh, it's, it's a good day to be in Buffalo. Um, but typically, you know, I'll, I'll have about three or four unread text messages from Dave because he wakes up at five or 6am and I definitely don't. And, uh, and a bunch of unread emails. So I'll come into the, we have a, we have an office slash showroom shipping facility. You can, you know, you can see it behind me. It's just yeah. kind of all this, like this waterfall of felt right here, but <laughs> you know, uh, I'll see if anything needs to get shipped right away or sample sent out. Um, just anything that needs to get to the post office or picked up from the post office right away. But otherwise I'll come at the desk where I'm sitting now. I'll see, we, we use Basecamp like a project managing software mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of see what, is on the docket for the day, whether it's a new client work or revisions. Cause typically if, if someone's ordering a custom pennant, um, you know, you, you give like two or three different rounds of ideas going back and forth. But for the most part, then after anything ships, um, you know, I pretty much am sitting here and doing just aesthetic and design work. And, uh, and Dave is, as you can tell, he's not here. He, he's kind of running out and about in the field, um, taking calls, meetings, um, doing that kind of stuff. But, um, anything he needs then during the day, we can be very reactive or proactive to what, like if something's hot on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it might be mm-hmm. that needs some, you know, a design touch to it, I'll be here. And so I'm, I'm pretty much at headquarters and, and, you know, all day just designing. Yeah. I know you guys do your own stuff. You do cities and you do some Uh of the vintage look and stuff like that. And then you also do work for clients. So tell me a little bit about my boy's new era. You know, I am a longtime cap (laughs) collector, you know, big, huge fan. So what, what kind of stuff have you guys done with them? So their, their, uh, worldwide headquarters is actually uh, two blocks away from us here downtown. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they, uh, they're awesome. What an awesome company. They, obviously started in Buffalo remain here. They're very an awesome family owned business. Still, um, awesome people that work there too. I know a bunch of designers and whatnot, you know, very early on when we started the company, that was a goal was to work with them. Just, you know, it's in the same family of products yeah. when you think about, you know, baseball, yeah. that kind of thing. um, so d- we had gotten in touch with, uh, one of their designers, actually one of one of their designers reached out to us, I should say, for a specific project that they were working on that got released last month, which was they re-released uh, felt hats and fitteds for the Negro League baseball. Oh league, yeah, I've uh, seen those. Yeah, hats. Yeah, yeah. So we were able to work with them to design pennants that commemorate and and throw back to each of those looks, mm-hmm. um, each of those different hats. So they're in stores and I think most of their flagship stores, and I think they also, you know, seeded them out to celebrities and whatnot too, but hopefully that was the first project in what will be more to come. But it, you know, them being kind of the, the cornerstone or like the, the model of like, Hey, you can start a business in Buffalo and you can reach this level Yeah, just to work with them is, was a pretty, pretty awesome benchmark for us. Yeah. 
And you guys do a lot of smaller stuff. I mean, you guys do like the artist for education yes. stuff. You guys do weddings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's we it, do weddings. Yeah, I mean, anybody that wants a pennant, you know, we we kind of if if they're willing to work with us, we're willing to work with them. I mean, um, I, I love the motto: celebrate everything. Yes. Yeah. And that, yeah, it's it's it could be as meaningless or meaningful as you want. It could be celebrate, like I said, the sunny day in Buffalo right now. Like what you know, it's a hell of a day. Or, you know, any, anything that happens in your life or somebody else's life or a product or something that makes you happy, you know, let it make you happy. TGIF. How about that one? You should put that one on the website. TGIF. It's yeah, Friday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love that Simpsons or Homer sitting on the couch. He's got a banner that's a pennant that says TV sports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we made, uh, we made a Springfield isotopes pennant okay. for, yeah. Oh, what's the store name? Oh, I'm going to hate myself for this. Uh, what was Ned Flanders, the left-handed, the leftorium, the leftorium. There's an actual store. I don't know if it's just online or if it's a brick and mortar, but the leftorium ordered Springfield isotopes penance. And I was super, super stoked to work on that. So you mentioned looking around your house and seeing the stuff you have and seeing some of your inspiration subconsciously, but do you have Mm -hmm. a creative routine or ritual? Is there a way you draw inspiration for some of the stuff that you guys made? It's easy enough to kind of get a couple of clicks deep on Google. Like if you're looking for a specific era or a specific city to, to see what, you know, um, monuments or what things are important. If you're designing it for a client like that, uh, my routine daily is obviously scrolling through Instagram, mm-hmm. seeing some of the artists that I follow and just like everybody else does. But I also keep uh, a lot of reference material in our office, whether it's old um, clip art books or old, um, you know, we keep old pennants and whatnot. So typically I'll, I'll try and, um, flip through just something in the morning to kind of get the juices going or, you know, I'll have a project in mind Mm -hmm. when I get to the office. So I'll, I'll know kind of which one to pick up just to to get in that mindset. I also try and, I I try and go for a run or a jog or something in the morning just to kind of wake up and and shake all the cobwebs out like that. I feel like that's really important too. You know, not only just the creative process, but just the whole thing. Yeah, I've had some of my best ideas jogging for sure. That's, mm-hmm. that's, I, yeah, it's like a like a moving meditation. Like I can't. I've I've tried meditating, and sometimes it works, and sometimes right. I fall dead asleep. And so you do music on the run or not? I I go back and forth. Like sometimes I do music, but then I feel like I'm in a better headspace when I don't have the music. But I feel that's like exactly I exactly I feel like I run better with the music. So I I go back and forth. Now I, I used to, I used to only, I could only run when I was listening to music and now I am exact opposite. Like yeah. I need to, I need to hear what's going on around me and, and, uh, yeah, like I said, like a, like a moving meditation almost. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I know there's a big, I don't want to say debate cause I think it's been going on forever, but there's a big thing in the design world, you know, inspired by versus derivative of, you know, mm-hmm. or, or worst case scenario lifted, you know, what, yeah. what's your fit in that? You know, do you have any overarching thoughts on that? It depends obviously on what it is and, and, and the projects, uh, and what you might be inspired by or looking at. I, I typically, even though I work alone for the most part of the day, I have a couple of people that I can go to, whether it's through G chat or just texting and sometimes I'll be half joking and I'll send something. I'm like, man, I should totally recreate this. Or I should totally make this into a banner. And it'll be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, something from obviously back in the day. And even if I'm half joking, my one, my one designer friend who, who is a, uh, very religious to the fact of like, you can be inspired by something, but never 
you know, take it directly or, um, even if it's a saying or something, I, I like having that back and forth to debate that. I, I don't know. You can't steal. That's for sure. Like you, you definitely can't just like find something old and try and just kind of just steal <laughs> like, it. Yeah. Best, yeah. There had, I mean, and it's different. I, I, I run into it a lot with penance because there is no, um, there is no person you can call or look up and say like, who owns the art to this old, right. um, you know, petrified forest pennant or something. Right. The company that made it is out of business. The guy that designed it is probably senile or no longer with us, you know? Right. And, right. and it's, and it's interesting because as you look at these old pennants, a lot of them use the same imagery. Like it could be a Daytona beach pennant or it could be a long beach, California pennant. And they are using <laughs> the same exact girl holding a beach ball with a palm tree in the back. Like it's right. all that chunky design look to it. Yeah. So, you know, and then if you go into like old clip art books, you'll see that exact thing. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I'll tweak things or I'll make something, I'll make it mine. But for the most part, you know, if you want a vintage looking pen or if you want that old look, they're all using the same one. So it's, it's tricky. You know, you can't lift it directly. You try and make it yours, but at the same time, you know, that's what they were doing back in the day too. Like one person drew it and then everyone kind of just used it. Yeah. My uh, wife's grandfather was a designer way back in the day. He did lettering and layout and kerning and, and all of that. And, uh, there's not a lot of his stuff around at least that, mm-hmm. that we found that anybody has, but, uh, I, I wish I had to get my hands on some of that because I think he did the whole gold leaf, like the whole doors and everything. Oh yeah, man. Have you been to Cincinnati, the American sign museum? I have not. No, but I've seen photos. It's really rad. We went there uh, about two years ago and, uh, just on a whim. And this is something that I, I totally love. I dragged my wife over there. <laughs> she, yeah. she ended up uh, really liking it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. You should check it out. That's fantastic. Yeah. One of the biggest neon manufacturers, uh, is here in Buffalo still. Um, and they have this huge, beautiful marquee on the outside of it on main street and it hasn't been lit up. I don't think since I've been alive. Um, but it, I, I've heard that at that museum, if you look on the back of all of these old neon signs, it says Flexum Buffalo, New York and hmm. Flexum. And it, it's, I hope one day that, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm just like you, like any old hand painted sign or any old neon sign yeah. or, you know, sequin sign. I'm, I'm just, I'm in love with them. Yeah. They, um, I don't, they have a bunch of neon. I don't remember seeing the name of the company, but they, they definitely have yeah. a ton of neon signs. Uh, I went to college in Costa Mesa, which is a couple towns over from where I live. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a, there was an old bowling alley called Tona Lanes and they had the Tona Lanes neon sign at the sign museum, oh, which was cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a super old school bowling alley that didn't have like the, the computer storing, like it had like the overhead projector. Yeah. And I yeah. was, I was the only one that knew how to keep score. So I always had to keep <laughs> score for everybody. Uh-huh. And, uh, then they knocked it down and I think it's a Coles or something lame now, but I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, we, we go through that a lot in Buffalo because we, you know, back in a hundred years ago, we were the next boom town. Like we were the sixth largest city in America until, you know, the, the, the steel mill went out of town and all that. So we had a lot of entertainment places and a lot of, um, you know, places for tourists, places for, you know, just the population here. And so there's a couple of places around town that still hold on to those signs and, and heirlooms like that. Uh, so it's, it's definitely cool to see. So when you tell people this is what you do, you're a designer that makes banners and vintage-inspired sports aesthetic, mm-hmm. not equipment, but uh, what do you say, materials? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it 
it has, it always has the same thing. And I do this weird thing with my hands where I try and like make a triangle. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like, they're like, so what do you do? I'm like, well, I own a pennant company, you know? And they're just like, what? And I, I'm just look like a maniac, like trying to describe what a pennant is. But, um, yeah, I, I typically start off with just saying, you know, felt banners, felt flags and felt mm-hmm. pennants. And, and it doesn't sound like a thing that can sustain an actual full-time job right, or I, just, yeah. I imagine you did that uh, a lot. You mean you do that for money and that's, that's your business. Right. right. <laughs> but you know, you, you see it's, it's one of two reactions. It's someone that doesn't have any idea what I'm talking about. And we immediately switch the subject or somebody that has, is familiar with it or has, you know, is familiar with Etsy or Pinterest and that kind of stuff. And there's mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, totally. Like seen it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And how did you guys originally get into the wedding thing? I mean, the the city thing, the sports look, and then I can imagine companies reached out to you. But was that something that you had in mind from the beginning, or did someone just say, "Hey, could you guys do this?" No, that's exactly what it was. You know, we we uh, when we started, we just made we made three pets. We made Boston, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, because we had friends in those three cities, and we obviously live in Buffalo, so we figured we could sell a few of them. Um, but as the business has grown, we've kind of been fluid with it. Like if somebody asks us for a wedding pennant, we're like. And then it kind of opened up the floodgates to that. Like, you know, once you put on Instagram, then somebody's like, Oh, I want that for my wedding or my friend's getting married. I should totally get that for them. Right. So it, it, it it photographs well, it's a nice memento. So it makes sense. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it it was because of people asking for us or, you know, it was their ideas. Any preconceived misconceptions about what you do that you'd like to put to bed? I don't know. I guess the only thing, when you think about a pennant, you inherently think that it's, it has to be sports related or it's a sports thing. So when people, I don't know, the people that get it, get it. Mm-hmm. But when we, you know, it, it's impossible to try and sell the idea to somebody that doesn't, that somebody doesn't get it. I guess I, it's a weird way to put it. No, but I'm with you. I'm with it you. It, yeah, it doesn't have to be sports related. It doesn't have to be a city, but it could just be a saying like when we make our championship banners and, and flags, they were inspired by, you know, the ones you'd see in like the rafters of uh, an arena right. or a Coliseum, things like that. Um, but some of my favorite ones are, you know, they have like Bruce Springsteen lyrics on it or something. It'll, it'll just be more general and something you can kind of hang in your living room that looks super cool and super chic, or if you can hang it in your garage above your Camaro and they'll still look super cool. Yeah. I, uh, while you were talking, I had a early pennant memory. So oh, yeah? my, uh, my parents both worked for the school district growing up and I remember at the district office, there was a wall and there was a pennant for each school mm-hmm. in the school's colors. And okay. I, I can remember seeing this and thinking that was awesome. That's yeah. uh, so I think that's my first pennant related memory and plays right into colors and all that. I, I, I can see mm-hmm. it in my head and I totally forgotten about that until you started talking about that. It's it's funny now, like how I was saying when you when you're surrounded by these these things you've collected, whether it's old photos or books with photographs in them, and specifically, I you know anything that has the city of Buffalo and I try and pick up, and you know you'll flip through these pages and it'll just be a whether it's a political rally or it might be you know any any sort of gathering of people and you'll flip through it's like oh there's a pennant there's a pennant it's like yeah. this was this was a thing just of like how to throwing it back to our, our tagline, like how to celebrate something, how to celebrate everything. Like yeah. no matter what it is, whether you want attention or you want to, you know, uh, you know, celebrate something happy. That's, that is a, a method to do it. In a way, it's almost crazy that they ever went away. You know, like it's, it's such a cool thing. And we've been doing pennants for years and years and years. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird that they went away for 25, 30 years. 
Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, once, uh, once you could print signs or like whether it's, again, like a political rally thing or um, advertising or, you know, I don't know if I, maybe they just fell out of a, uh, fell out of trend or something. Cause when we were growing up, I mean, all the ones that I can remember are just like, like thick cardboard esque, like four color process ones that like you, like you could hold it straight up and it would never like right. move. It would just right. be, a, you know, but the, yeah, the felt, uh, the felt, you know, that definitely fell out of trend and, and I'm happy that, uh, that we were able to find an, an American manufacturer to, uh, to provide that. Oh, so you guys don't make them there in the shop? Uh, we don't have a felt mill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the felt comes on these giant reams. Um, so we have, a, you know, a cutting place in a, in a, um, on the east side that, uh, of town that kind of cuts it all up. But um, I wish we owned a felt mill. I, I probably wouldn't <laughs> be making pennants anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> Goals, life goals. Yeah, right, right. So what's been the biggest triumph so far? Is it new era? Is it that you get to do this at all for money? Is it doing something that you love? I mean, what's the biggest triumph you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, definitely the fact that I can work with one of my best friends on it. And that is my job. Like I still take on little freelance stuff here and there just for fun or just for an extra few bucks here and there. But that is a big thing. Um, Going through freelancing for years and kind of doing the check to check. And sometimes the check doesn't even come to now having a a business that can sustain itself that you can literally see it through Instagram, the numbers, like it's growing day by day. Right. Um, and I mean, client wise, yeah. I mean, new era, Wilco fish, Adidas, Abercrombie, uh, Burton snowboards, like these, these crazy companies that, you know, for me growing up or even just like now, like you just think that there's just some big, building somewhere with a ton of people working inside. Like, <laughs> why would they even care what we're doing? Right. But it's, you know, people work there. And so they have Instagram, they, or they have, you know, interests too. And so when they find out about us and we're able to work with them, it's still a very personal relationship that we have with these, these clients and or bands or companies. And yeah, I mean, that level of client is definitely like a nice feather in our cap. How about any failures, disappointments, anything you wish had gone differently? Anything that comes to mind? Um, f- for this comp, I mean, I have plenty of them, but for the, <laughs> for, for Oxford in particular, let me think. Um, and you can bring up something personal if you want. I mean, we're all about authenticity, uh, so it's, sure. up, it's up to you for Oxford. I can't think of, of one that, that stands out. I mean, there's been plenty of designs that I thought was, um, I would think was a home run and like we didn't sell a single one or, um, things like that. But yeah, personally, like just when you, when you're freelancing, there's a lot of time in your own head. And, you know, if you don't have somebody to bounce that design ideas off or just concepts off. And so you just send it to the client, whatever it might be. And they just com- like, you were completely off the mark. Right, and it's just right. like the lowest feeling that you can ever, it's like, it's like, Oh, I thought I nailed this or I thought we were on the same length and it could be the client too. But that it never feels good when, um, when your design is just rejected. Cause it's still a very, as much as you want it to be disconnected from a personal feeling when you, you know, when your design sucks, your design sucks. It's like, well, <laughs> I got to eat it. And like, you got to move on. Right. And, I, but you know, as you go along, you realize like, you know, the best designer, his ideas could still suck every, you know, or they could miss the mark. Right. Uh, I should say. So, yeah, nothing, nothing in particular, but just, you know, as much as you don't want it to be personal, it still feels very personal when 
you know, you, you don't, you don't have your best work or when your work doesn't hit the mark, I should say. If this hadn't worked out, what do you think you'd be doing? Do you think you'd still be doing freelance or do you think you would end up in marketing? Um, I could, I could never ever work in a cubicle. I tried it. I worked at a couple different, um, businesses before I kind of gave freelance a go and I would pay somebody like a hundred bucks just to be like, can I just leave? Can I just get out of here? Like I, I'm not, I'm not helping right now. Um, I don't know. You know, it's interesting anytime. So before Oxford, anytime I was in kind of a crossroads of like, do I keep freelancing? Do I get a job? I always found a way to sustain it in a creative way. So whether it was like starting or, or making a product or working with bands, uh, with, you know, t-shirt designs, album art, things like that. And that also, I should say is it helps to live in a city like Buffalo where rent is cheap. One, right. two, uh, I still have family here and, and they're very supportive, but if Oxford hadn't worked out or if it was smaller, I think freelancing, um, I would still try to keep it to, uh, product design or, um, I was doing a lot of photography before even like wedding photography, just cause you know, it's a grind. You definitely get paid well, but you know, you work for the money it's every weekend, um, all summer. Yeah. I mean, it was getting to that point a yeah. few years ago and I'm like, I was just doing this for like an extra, like to pad it a little bit. So I knew I could like, you know, pay my rent and take my girlfriend out to dinner. And it was turning <laughs> into like, Oh my God, this is literally every weekend and you can make a good living off that. Right. But you got to be careful of like, if that's not your passion, you better get the hell out of there because it's easy to, to just fall in love with the money and to fall into that scene. Of, Cause I mean, there are people always going to be getting married. Right. So you can, you can always find work, but yeah, if Oxford hadn't worked out, I'll go back to that. Um, I don't have a specific thing that I'd be doing, but I would definitely be, uh, kind of f- trying to find the next Oxford or whatever it might be like starting something. Going forward. How do you define success for yourself? I don't know if it'll be a client or a specific amount of money or whatever (laughs) it might be. Like, I think I feel very uh, validated and successful when I do my best work. Like whether it's a client that says like, you nailed it, you got it. Mm -hmm. Like we, we love it. Or when we see people that post their penance or their, our products on their Instagrams or on vacation or, you know, making memories when our stuff is like in the shot or we are in the photo. Yeah. Um, I like, that is so cool to me. And I don't know if that's like the ultimate success or anything, but that makes me feel like what we're doing right now is a success. No matter, it could end tomorrow and I'll still be like, yeah, we, we nailed it. We got it. Right. Um, that being said, I'd also love to buy a house, but you know, you know, at that point, you know, that'd be, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, success going forward is, is just, it'll, it'll be internal. Like knowing that my work is the best that I can do and other people are enjoying it. Good answer. I I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's funny, you know, and I forgot to mention this right off the bat, um, for, uh, Maslow's hierarchy. One of my jobs when I was just out of college, when I was working for the company that was mostly like fashion based, it was a whole conglomerate of businesses. Like they sold electronics, they had did wholesale, um, all this other stuff in the handbook. It was a local company too. And it's still around in the handbook. You, we had to memorize the triangle or the pyramid. Oh, wow. And it was one of the like chapters in the handbook that like 
you needed to know. And if you like the owner could walk around and if he asked you what the third need was mm-hmm. or the second need was, and if you didn't know, I've seen people get fired wow. on the spot for not knowing it. Wow. Um, so when, yeah, when, when I saw, yeah, that this was based on it and like, yeah, it just makes so much sense. Yeah. My whole life it's been, I mean, I mentioned this in the the preview and you know, it's on the website, but ever since I learned about it, it was fascinating to me. Like mm-hmm. just this idea of becoming your true self, enjoying what you do, you know, doing that all the time. It's, it's cool. I mean, I think we're all on that journey and that's what the Maslow Peaks about. That's what the Mount, you know, that's what the mountains about. That's why that's kind of the theme is, mm-hmm. you know, you're on this journey. It's going to be difficult, but it's going to be worth it. Right. Yeah. Work hard, be nice to people and appreciate what you got. And that, yeah. And then it just keeps building. Yep. All right. Last few questions here. Cool. What do you like to do for fun outside of designing, making stuff, collecting stuff? Uh, travel. Um, anytime I can get out of town, um, is, you know, is important to me. Like I, I was doing a lot of freelance work in New York city and that place is like a million places in one. So right. I love, and it's, it's an hour flight from Buffalo. So I typically try and go there pretty frequently. Uh, travel is fun. Drinking beers here in town is fun. Like just getting there. There's a good food scene here in Buffalo. So going out like that. And aside from just entertainment in general, like I do enjoy, I mean, even when I'm not doing design work, uh, working, I like design work for fun too. Like just designing <laughs> random things. Like, yeah. you know, on a, on a random day, I'll design like a bumper sticker and I'll order a thousand of them. And I'll, you know, like, and it'll be one of those things where it's like, actually, um, it's funny. I have one right here. Um, they can't see like this. this. Oh, oh, it's called, it says the prettiest girls in the world live in Buffalo, New York. It's the most, <laughs> the most ridiculous, unprovable thing you could ever want. <laughs> But my thought was that, like, I think that was like a, a random, like, fake yeah, news. Heck, if there was ever fake news, yeah. Um, uh, no offense to any woman in Buffalo, I love them, including um, your girlfriend. Yeah, including my girlfriend, she she knows she she gets my humor. But like that, like that's the type of stuff. Like on a weekend where I'm like, well, I got an hour to kill. Maybe I'll just make something and, and order a bunch of it, and you know. So you know, in addition to just getting out of town, I do enjoy just uh, you know using the things I've learned. Man, that would be dangerous. Just the idea of anything I think up with my absurd random humor, I could have <laughs> printed and sell. I mean, I uh-huh. if I could execute that, I would never leave my house. I would do that all day long. It is a strange power, my man. It is a uh, <laughs> you got you got the power. <laughs> anything you're excited about right now? Uh, movies you just saw, books you're reading, anything you want people to know about? What am I exciting about? Um, Bands you like, albums you just listen to. So there's there's a band here in Buffalo that uh, I'm pretty close with. They were they're younger. They're um, and uh, we seem to be the same age. They're they're younger. They're about 23, 24, 25 years old. So not like extremely younger than us, but um, they were on Columbia. Their name is Made Violent. Um, they were on a major label for a long time. They got dropped. And now I'm helping them kind of re not rebrand, but like they're going to be self-releasing an album. And I think that's really fun because just growing up when I was, you know, from the ages of 14 to 24, 25 years old, I was in that world of like, how do you brand music act? And yeah. what does our album look like? What does our merch look like? And to, to work with a band closely, that's, that's, you know, on a fairly substantial stage. Um, that's been really cool. And that's, I'm looking forward to seeing, what their album sounds like, what kind of reaction it gets, that kind of thing. 
the Buffalo Bills are making some moves in free agency, and I think this might, <laughs> yep, this yep. might be the year, man. Like, this could be it. Long-suffering uh, Bills fan, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, between – it always it always comes back to Buffalo. People that live in Buffalo are obsessed with Buffalo, and I'm I'm I include myself in that. So Buffalo right. bands, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Sabers. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm upset about all that. All right. With all that we've talked about, what inspires you to keep going? How do you keep yourself motivated? Uh, twofold, I think. To this, like, um, how I mentioned before, the people that order whether it's a custom pendant or is a pendant from our or product from our uh, catalog, when they love it so much, or it kind of fits their needs so much that they post a photo on their personal uh, social media accounts, or we get an email just saying, thank you. Like they, they're, they love it. That's super gratifying. And that makes me want to, you know, make the next product or the next cool thing that like, not that it's all about things, but I want to give somebody the feeling of like, yes, this is what I was missing in this room, or this is like a perfect way to uh, commemorate our trip to X, Y, Z. And in addition to that, when somebody contacts us for a wedding or for their company or whatever it is, and they want us to design something for them, I think that that it's always exciting for me because there's a new company every day that I can work with. And I know that if I were hiring something or reaching out to someone to design something for my last name or, Buffalo, New York or something. I'd want them to be stoked about it. Like I'd want them to have that same excitement that I get when I'm like, Oh, totally. Like I will definitely design something for Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like, like I want to know everything I can about Tulsa, Oklahoma now. Um, so that's, that's what kind of motivates me, um, to make good work still because the, you know, it's exciting stuff. Right. If you were able to go back to the start of the journey, anything you'd tell yourself? Um, as I look at the other pennants, I mean, for the company itself, know that you can wholesale this. Like we, we start, we start off just by thinking like, Oh, we're just going to sell like ones that say Buffalo, Boston, Pittsburgh on them. And you know, once everybody in Boston, Buffalo, Pittsburgh have them, then we're good. Then we can call it a day. Uh, you know, never discount an idea. Um, cause they'll all like, there's something that'll be learned from it or something, you know, or a product or whatever it is there. Someone will either want it or it'll le- like lead to the next one. But I guess you can say that to yourself every day, not just at the start, but um, yeah, I mean, just kind of, kind of see an idea through and move on. I like it. That's a good quote. Any last words of advice, life art, creativity, anything? <sighs> Show your work. That's always, I mean, that's a, the quintessential design thing. Like, you know, don't just let it sit on your desktop like, you know, get your work out there. Cause that's the only way you're going to make better work and connect with people. And I guess, yeah, just the, the thing that I was just saying about, um, advice, like at the start, like, um, don't let your own brain get in the way of a good idea. Like, you know, you, th- one thing that Dave and I always say to each other, um, is it's not ready, set, go it's go ready, set. Right. So like, don't just wait till like you have, the right amount of money in the bank and then the, you know, the right people looking at your accounts or right. the right people that you meet on the streets. Like, no, do the damn thing and then figure it out as you go along. Like as long as you believe in what you're doing, then, you know, even if it, even if that doesn't work out, it'll lead to something else, but don't, you can't wait. You just got to go ready, set. 
anything in life is like that. I've heard, I remember hearing people talk totally. about that when I was thinking about getting married before we had kids. Like if you wait for the right time, it'll never happen. You know, you'll, you'll never have enough money to start that company. You'll never mm-hmm. be ready to get married. I mean, you just got to do the thing that you think is right and see how it works out. Right. Just like, yeah. I mean, just like your podcast, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of numbers like, Oh, I'll wait till I, I have the right thing to talk about or the right person to talk to. It's like, right. No, you just start talking to people and it'll, you'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. So if someone wants a pennant, what do they do? We have a full collection, full suite of products at oxfordpennant.com, P-E-N-N-A-N-T. A lot of people say pendant, even in their emails. I don't know if it's an autocorrect thing or just something in (laughs) people's heads, but uh, oxfordpennant.com, we have uh, a full uh, full suite of products, but also if you want custom um, our contact info is on there. You can direct message us on Instagram at Oxford Pennant or, uh, you know, shoot me an email at Brett with two T's, the best kind, at uh, Brett at Oxford. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're, we're all the same family. Brett at OxfordPennant.com. <laughs> and uh, I can get one if I want one that says Griffin and it's got the big Griffin on it. I can get one yep. made for my house. Totally. Awesome. Awesome. Do you, do you want one? I can mock one up today for you. That would be great. I love the, uh, I love the Grand Rapids Griffins, the logo they had a couple years ago. Um, okay. it was pretty cool. And, uh, I don't know what font would go good with that, but, uh, you can, you can, uh, bounce I'll them off. And, yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We can, if you want one pen, we can make one. Uh, it's just like printing t-shirts. You want more than one, the price goes down kind right. of thing. And, right. um, uh, that goes for any, anybody, any company. That's not just a deal that I'm giving you. So again, that's OxfordPennant.com on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Oxford Pennant. Uh, this was Brett Michael from Oxford Pennant. Brett, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure, Brett. I really appreciate it. This has been the Maslow Peak Podcast presented by Spring State Media Group. Our producer is Jesse Edmund. If you like what you heard today, you can find all of our episodes on the web at themaslowpeak.com, where you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or SoundCloud to have new episodes automatically pushed to you. You can also check out our Instagram at themaslowpeak for behind-the-scenes details, like us on Facebook or Twitter at the Maslow Peak. Thanks for listening, and you'll be hearing from us next week.